0: Hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Dell and Dad Talk Doctrine. Uh, I'm Dell. I've been in religion my whole life, and I've never read the Bible. I'm asking my cult leader dad here some questions as I read it for the first time.
1: And I'm dad, the cult leader.
0: like, you heard, like you're like you hearing, we're a part of Colt.love. Colt.love is a supplement for big church. We help you learn and grow in love. If you have any questions, send them to info at Love. One of us will personally answer them. So this is episode number two. We just talked about the New Testament in our first episode, and now we'll just broadly cover the book of Matthew. So I have a few questions. Let's hear them. Who wrote the book of Matthew <laughs> or the gospel of Matthew? Gospel of Matthew. <laughs> Shows my ignorance already. It
1: is believed by most people, especially believers, that the apostle Matthew, also named Levi, who was a tax collector. Yeah. Uh, was recruited by Jesus to be one of his apostles. And that this gospel that he wrote uh, was from his hand. That's the general belief.
0: But there's there is belief against that.
1: Yeah, there's belief against anything. There are some people who would say uh, any apostle writing anything is spurious there's people who would say it's all fiction there's people who would say it was created by the flavian dynasty years after jesus died to control the jews i mean it's endless the theories Mm -hmm. but the general and pretty much supported view even by scholars who don't like christianity Mm -hmm. is it was this one was written by matthew now mark and luke and john are different stories uh uh, but we'll talk about those when we get to them
0: and it, what are the evidences then that it was Matthew that wrote it and that Matthew even existed and that he was an apostle? Ooh,
1: There's man. Three oh, questions okay. in
0: one. Uh, what are the general evidences of this stuff?
1: Um, you know, the evidence is comes down to manuscript evidence, writing style. Uh, uh, it comes from what they call early church uh, patristic fathers. So mm. after all the apostles died, we had believers who were also writing let's just call one just let's call one Joe and Joe's a believer and he's living around the time of the all the living apostles and he starts to write while I'm reading some of their letters Mm -hmm. well he mentions Matthew and his account so we have antiquity we have ancient references to these men doing the writing that helps support it too but in terms of absolute proof I don't think it exists Mm. Yeah. And just to let you know, Delaney, we don't have any manuscripts... Uh, original manuscripts from what they call the New Testament. Mm. There are none. We only have copies of copies of manuscripts. We have some old stuff and we have a, a collection called the Codex Sin- Sinaiticus, which is the oldest collection of the New Testament writings. And it has Matthew in there and things, but in terms of, uh but it's not an original manuscript mm. from Matthew's hand. So we don't really have imperative proof that a man named Matthew who was an apostle of Jesus wrote that or John or anything else. Mm -hmm. We just have evidences that people choose to see as supportive or not.
0: Okay, wait, I have a few questions. Yeah. One, where are these like extra biblical texts? Who has all these things? How do we get access to that
1: stuff? Oh, boy. Okay. uh, There are... Hundreds of thousands of extra biblical manuscript texts Mm -hmm. that scholars uh, have found when they do Uh, digs and things Mm. and they unearth them and they find that they mesh well with the older ones or the newer ones Mm. and it's just a discovery of manuscripts that has happened over the years Uh, the major difference though between it for instance and like the book of Mormon or the Quran Mm. is there is manuscript evidence Mm. and it does come from a people who lived at that time Mm. and secular history does support that these people existed so it's not like it's in a vacuum and yeah. someone has a revelation. We do have a lot of manuscript evidence to support that something was there. Mm. Right.
0: So there isn't for the Quran or any of that stuff? The, the
1: Quran ones? was received by the angel Gabriel, by, uh, by uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the founder uh muhammad in a cave when the angel gabriel appeared to him and told him and he wrote mm. joseph smith and the book of mormon took plates and wrote mm. and and then the angel took the plates up that's all direct stuff but no uh with scripture whether it's the old testament or whether it's the apostolic writings we have a lot of manuscript evidence mm. um Truly more manuscript evidence for that than any of the ancient Greek writers. Mm. Than, than, uh, than Plato or Aristotle. A hundred times more manuscript evidence for mm. uh, these things.
0: So uh, maybe a more personal question. What makes you trust... The book of matthew if you can't
1: say for sure it's a great question i don't trust the book of matthew uh, uh, when when christians say the the book is perfect or any the bible is perfect i we have to know that what they're talking about is when god spoke to the author mm. Okay, and that was perfect. That's the, the words from God, from God to the singular author Matthew when he wrote on that papyrus. That was yeah. perfect. Okay, so
0: even the words that Matthew wrote, not just God to Matthew, but Matthew to paper, was also perfect. Right. But
1: all of those papers are gone. Okay, okay? so what's come after has been. Uh, some abuses and corruptions and things, but I don't think they are significant because we have manuscript evidence to show that it's pretty consistent. Okay, I don't trust the writings as uh, I think they're they're ink on paper printed in a in a place in New Jersey today. The question is um, is are they sufficient? to lead you to what God wants us to know from that period of time, and I think they are. Mm. I place my trust on the fact that they are by seeing the evidence through eyes of faith rather than seeing the evidence through eyes of criticism. And both are there. Mm. You know, they are. So it's up to you to decide.
0: But... uh this is good. I'm going to I need to set the timer. I'll cut this out. I didn't set it.
1: Oh. What should I set it for? 5 more. 5 more minutes. We're trying to keep this at 10 minutes. <laughs> no more.
0: It will go off at 5 minutes. All now. right. Um
1: So, Matthew, manuscript evidence, why do I look to it? Trust it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cut this out.
0: I lost my train of thought.
1: It's okay. You can cut it out. Go to the next question. Well, then take your time think about it. Matthew. Why do you trust it? You ask.
0: Why do you trust it? And you said, Oh, okay. I remember. Okay. Okay. We're back. So, why, where, how can you so confidently claim that even what Matthew put to paper was perfect?
1: Uh, I I do that on faith because um, it's the belief that if he... Now, remember, it's perfect, but it's God speaking through a man. Mm -hmm. So it's coming through Matthew's attitude of things. Mm -hmm. But I just simply trust that if Matthew was a man of God and he was being inspired to write, the things he wrote, uh, if he was inspired... um, and even though they're coming through him and his learning and his views, I think that they present to the world a reasonable view of what God wants. Okay. Yeah. I, but that's why it's not a manual of musts. Mm-hmm. It is a map of, of a journey and of what God has done in this world to reconcile the world to himself. But that's more on later.
0: Okay. So it really like at the root is that you just think like you have to trust that out of all the things you've studied, this one gives you a really good sense of how God wants things and you're going to trust that.
1: It's that in in conjunction with there being uh, threads of continuity between all the books. Mm. So if I just read Matthew alone, I would consider that very suspect. Okay. But when I see the content of Matthew resonating with spiritual principles that are found in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, mm-hmm. Revelation, Peter, Paul, when you see that thread of continuity and no contradiction in terms of um, principle, mm-hmm. yeah, then I I have more reason to put uh, my trust in it as a reasonable record than to just uh, say, oh, it's just a joke. And it really, you know, the faith is all about Uh, how people perceive evidences. Mm -hmm. Some people say the sun shining, the moon orbiting, and the earth spinning is no evidence, and that's fine. And I just choose to walk in something called faith, and I have done my homework, but it's these little things that I have just mentioned that make me say, I think I trust this as a reliable record. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, and you also just said, pointed to the fact that like without the Tanakh, all or day. like Judaism. Yeah. There's nothing here like nothing. It, it it's grounded in that first. Right. So are there well, like are there what are the arguments against Judaism? Like that's a really stupid question. Anyway. No, it's Except a like... great
1: question. It's a great question. I mean, there are many people. I have a good friend. He says it's just a made up. Uh, it's just the way the it's Jews controlled the whole yeah. story, the whole narrative. But the problem with those perspectives, in my estimation, maybe they're right. But the problem is they they have never really studied and seen the uh, continuity between these books and these writers. In addition to the overall message. And then I take that overall message and I compare it to the other philosophies I've tried, mm-hmm. which I have tried. And the overall message you get from Genesis to Revelation with the threads of continuity present a way of living that to me is superior than anything else I've seen. So I lend some of my trust in it mm-hmm. to that as well.
0: Okay. So it there is a, it, you'll always maintain and admit that like it's also your trust it's like a combination of evidences that exist but then ultimately you have to trust absolutely
1: and that's the way it is for everybody yeah yeah and we're lying to ourselves and a pastor's lying to you if he says uh our view of this is uh absolutely uh, correct and you cannot deny it's not true Because it's just going to be how you choose to see things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So who more about Matthew then? Mm. Like what exactly was his role as an apostle? What What is his character? Who is he? Uh,
1: in terms of character and the actual character traits of the apostles, we don't know much about anybody except for uh, Peter and John and uh, his brother in terms of character traits. Matthew, I just know he was a tax collector. Jesus asked the tax collector to be one of his apostles and tax collectors were known. Finish
0: for, that answer.
1: Tax collectors were known in that day for being unscrupulous thieves. Who skimmed off the top and stole from their fellow people and were hated? Mm-hmm. Jesus chose one to be his apostle. Mm-hmm. That made him automatically out the gate to be suspect among the Jews.
0: Okay. All right, more in the book of Matthew on the next episode. So much fun! Yay!